Hey, you. Over here, agent. Slayer. Yo, what's up? Hey, over here. Cursed one. Hello, and welcome to Control All Wow, the podcast for those of us who love virtual reality and love making many, many alts and experiencing virtual reality to its fullest. Of course, this used to be the podcast for playing World of Warcraft, but I'm April PVD, and I have moved on. In some ways, I still miss World of Warcraft, but today is Tuesday, May 16th. 2023 and this is episode 795 entitled I found my home in Zenith so yeah it's no longer a wild podcast but it's still me (laughs) and I'm still being an altaholic and this week has been so much fun so we're going to start with the fact that uh, the patch is live skies and this is in zenith the last city and skyward summit is the name of the patch and it is live it went live last week on the 11th and after right after last week's episode we were talking about the beta and that was a lot of fun I'm going to be going into exactly what I've been doing this week. But first, I'm going to do my little VR journey segment. And (laughs) I, on October 12th, 2020. Now, last week, I talked about Rec Room and Rec Royale. And I probably should have talked about some of the other games I played uh, in VR uh, at that same time that were of a similar type. You know, the getting on, jumping out, landing, finding supplies, killing enemies. I had to pause for a moment to go and look at my purchase history. And I'm almost sad because I'm looking at the tokens I bought for Rec Room, and I'm looking at the different uh, games that I brought uh, prior to Population 1, which I'm going to go into in a few minutes. I had brought something called Carnage Chronicle, which was a lot of fun. It was a almost like a wave shooter, although you did jump from space to space. So it kind of reminded me of House of the Dead that I played at the arcade (laughs) so that was that was fun and in vr it was even more fun then there was uh echo combat standout and contractors and i brought those all in the same three-week period echo combat which you know just i think they went out of they stopped uh publishing recently uh, but Standout was a battle royale that was similar to Rec Royale. And it was really good, but I think my problem was that I didn't have a good enough computer for it. What I need to do is go back in now with the PC I have and the 32 gigs and try it again. But it had a lot of neat things. For instance, 
you jumped down, you went to find stuff, and uh, you would, there would be things like skateboards, uh, a motorcycle. There would also be, there was a balloon that you could take up and go from place to place. And of course, it was very much in the Hunger Games thing where the, uh, Air in Rack Royale, where the area would shrink, and you had to, you it would put you closer to closer with the uh, with your the people you were playing with, just like in Population One. Uh, I then went on to buy Zero Caliber, Moss, Republic VR, and uh, Orbis Reborn. Now Orbis Reborn was supposed to be a World of Warcraft re, uh, replacement. It it really never uh, came to fruitation. I also bought uh, bought National Geographic Expedition, which is gorgeous. You are a photographer, and you're going through all these different landscapes. You start in the Antarctica, you go to Michu Picchu, you go to different places, and you take pictures. Uh, and what's that? Air combat. These are some of these I still own. Ultra Wings, which was a uh, a flying game. Paint VR. I still have that. And and the climb. But oh, and Sport Scramble. Sport Scramble is great. I used to play that a lot before I played Population One to get my exercise. Although the uh, basic premise of it was that you would end up with different kinds of, uh, like instead of a bat, you would get a pool noodle, or instead of a uh, <laughs> a regular tennis racket, you'd get some huge thing. And they had bowling and baseball. But you could turn off all the crazy things and the physics of Pitching and playing tennis was very realistic and uh, good exercise. But then I got into the beta for Population 1, and that was so much fun. It was, uh, the, the, the beta was actually one to two hours a day uh, set up on a schedule. And if you were... If you didn't log in during that period, you didn't get to play. So, <laughs> crazily enough, what I ended up doing was uh, scheduling my life around that uh, those one or two hours. It was clunky. There were uh, there were a lot of uh, glitches, but it was a lot of fun. If, I don't know if. If you've ever played Population One, you you will know it is fun. You you go out, you find your weapons, you team up. Uh, one of the things that was happening for me particularly was that uh, my neighbors could hear me <laughs> because you would be shouting over there. There's one over there. Dun, dun, dun. You know, it was voice chat. It was just it was really a, a lot of fun. I played that. From uh, October, tw well, the beta, the day, be the last day of the beta was October 12, 2021. 20. 
Uh, I'm putting a link in the show notes to one of the one times they had solo back in the day. And uh, I did a video. I did a lot of videos on Population One. In fact, uh, it was my thing for the longest, longest time. And the only thing that uh, took me out of it was, was Zenith, basically. I, uh, I played it up until Zenith really took hold of me. And uh, it was, Population One was a lot of fun. Uh, last year, I remember being on the cruise for my retirement and my 60 birth, 60th birthday, and I had gotten to level 59. And when you, each level you got skins, and oh my God, did I do a lot of stuff with the skins. I spent a lot of money on skins. And, uh, but the golden, uh, PJ. So there were different characters, and then different characters would get different outfits. And uh, this one reward for getting to level 60 was this golden jacket on the PJ, and was like a, this medal of honor, this badge of honor. You had that jacket, you were playing in the game, people knew that you knew, well, they thought you knew that you knew how to play. Of course, me being a noober, I've always been a noober, which is what we termed in World of Warcraft uh, on uh, Control All Wild about you're, you're uber, but you're still a noob. <laughs> so you're a noober. <laughs> and uh, I would play, and I wouldn't always be perfect. And it was sometimes frustrating because, you know, you're out there playing to have fun. And, of course, there's always those guys that we say are in their mother's basement. And they have 24-7 to play. And they have a way of de developing skills. And then eventually there were people who claimed that people were hacking. I don't know. I, you, you can get good enough. And... Uh, I've seen uh, certain people on Twitch. Uh, Sumachi comes to mind. Uh, Zolo, Zoloft. That that were just you know they would go in and they would just bing bing. They would get the sniper. They would take you out. That would be you know. It it to me didn't seem fun. If you had that level of skill. The Population One setup was not the same as contractors or uh, Call of Duty, for better, for lack of a better comparison. Or uh, there was another one out there that was really good. Uh, but, oh, Pavlov. They're more like, they're called real sim. So they are better, they're more geared towards people who have that type of skill and want that type of play. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it up until a point where I felt like I was no longer creating something. Oh, and <laughs> just to go on with my show notes, I'm putting a link. I, I had a lot of fun. I played it constantly. I really did. I, I even, you know, I, I kept a headset at work in my locker so that I could play it during my lunch period, my lunch period and uh, my breaks. 
And even one time, I played it on a train. I happened to be on a train where I was the only person in the car. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think I could have done it. And uh, I have a, a link in the show notes of my video. Of course, this was back when, when you recorded on the Quest, you, you, you didn't have uh, a landscape or a widescape view. You only had the narrow view. But it was still fun. And I, I have to say, I have gone back in, hmm, I don't know how to put it, but it's just not fun for me anymore because I don't feel like I'm building something. And it just feels like I'm going in, and depending on, you know, the the people you're playing with, you're either starting over at, the basic level and getting totally uh, just squashed (laughs) or you're squashing someone else. They had a problem with the matchmaking, but I don't see how the matchmaking could even work because it would all depend on your previous playing. And sometimes I could play and be perfect. And sometimes I could play and suck. I, I don't know if there is a solution, but, you know, it just stopped being the game for me. And I moved on to, uh, to Zenith, and I haven't looked back. Hence the title of, my, uh, of this episode. I found my home in Zenith, and figuratively and literally. And I have to say that the update has been absolutely gorgeous. And I want to do a shout out to Raymond VR because they did a really, really good job. Of course, when it first started, there were there was a lot of glitches and uh, a few issues. But I have to say, as this the days have gone by, the glitches have been less and less. And uh, I, I am loving my apartment. So last Wednesday, let's start off with this. I was so excited. I would this is I was hopping between the beta and the live version. And because after trying the house the housing and the beta, I would I knew I would need more money for um for once the game went live. Uh, the apartment has several rooms and you can just buy one. You could just buy the house. The house, the apartment itself is $5,000. It's one room. And for some people, that might be just perfect. I think the next room was 10000 And I'm trying to think. Was the other room 10000 And then one room, the far left room was 500000 and then there's one room in the back to get the whole place is two million. So I started going crazy on the live version because I wanted to make money. I, I went to uh, Emerald City and I turned in the Essence Seed Quest. I, I realized I had a bunch of these seeds and that I'd ha- I, I had actually I did something that in, in retrospect I didn't realize wasn't smart. I actually stopped doing a lot of quests because my main tunes were all level 40. And I'm like, what do I need to go 
and do any more quests. I'm at maximum. Uh, if I, I stopped doing the uh, agent rank because I w had maxed that out, I, I could do them, but uh, I wasn't really getting that much from them as far as Zen. But it, I hadn't realized something. And this, when I realized this, it was like, poof. This explosion went off in my brain. When I turn in any quest, even though I'm no longer leveling my tune, I'm leveling my godstones. And every time you level up a godstone, depending on the godstone, you get points to use towards tweaking that godstone. You could get points that would take out uh, reduce the cost of the resources. You could turn down the uh, cost of uh, the cooldown on that particular uh, skill. <laughs> it was crazy because I, when I started realizing that I had actually been wasting time. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm glad I spent the time I did prior to this uh, patch coming out doing NeoWare and doing Sunshine because as you know from the last couple of episodes I was big on the cosmetics. I'm kind of glad I did that because I've gotten uh, my looks down that I love. I love the look of my Blade Master. I love the look of my Essence Mage. I'm very pleased with the cosmetics I've gotten and uh, but I now have the time to level up my godstones and this will make me a better player and uh, able to I haven't even gotten into raids I have not even gotten into raids so at this time now I'm I'm trying to uh, get uh, get more money I'm also I was also making a load of orange rabbit smoothies because of the community channel challenge that we had last week. And when I talked about it, we had uh, to get the title Silphid Slayer. We had to kill so many Silphids. Those are those little blue guys. Somebody calls them the Avatar guys. And we, then we had the idea of getting the Dingbo, the Spring Dingbo. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> But that, uh, that involved capturing so many pets. And I went out and threw that, that uh, Pokemon ball so many times. And when we had gotten to the maximum, and each one of those actually took 24 hours, less about 24 hours. And uh, then it was the Orange Rabbit Smoothie Challenge. Now... <laughs> This one was a little bit more difficult, and but the result or the reward was the hat that Brim wears in Nexus. It's a cooking hat, and I love it. I love. I, I've we've gotten it, and I love it on the tunes that don't didn't already have cosmetic hats. But it involved two really hard things: cooking and. Um, gathering so uh when you it, it wasn't really that big from 
my blade master because my blade master had her pan dowel hat that she got from the uh the winter festival and my essence mage had the the cool cap and i'll put the pictures in the show notes of uh, from uh the sunshine event but if you were into uh if you didn't have those the the uh, chef's hat was really cool but like I said, it involved <laughs> to make an orange rabbit smoothie. And I I put a uh, video in the show notes. I mean, I uh, put a video on my YouTube channel before about it. But I'll, you had to have uh, milk, which you buy at the store. You had to have two oranges, which you can buy in the store too, but they are prolific. They, they're everywhere. There's lots of trees and fractured Plains in Valian, um, Valian, I'm sorry, Galleon Valley. So there, there were a lot, and I had a lot because I would always, every time I saw it, I went past a tree, I would pick oranges. But the, the other thing you needed was carrots. And even though one of my, uh, my blade master had over 100 carrots, she went through those pretty fast. And my other tunes, uh, didn't have carrots or had some and went through them. I must have made over 300 orange rabbit smoothies, which entailed putting milk in the pot, cook, letting that cook. While that's cooking, chop up one carrot, put that in the pot, let that cook, and then chop up two oranges. And then once the carrot, and, and I was timing it, if I could do it just right, by the time I chopped my last orange, the uh, milk would have cooked and the uh, carrot would have just cooked. And I would put both of those in. And I'm making the motions. I'm sitting here making the actual motions crazy. Put both of those in the cauldron and you got a smoothie, an orange rabbit smoothie. It, it was good to have because I think it gave you, it gave you some rage, some health. And maybe some crit. I'll, I'll put a screenshot in the show notes. But it, it was a good thing to make. But I ended up making so many of them. And they took time because unlike, and again, I'm going to bring World of Warcraft in it. Unlike World of Warcraft where you're basically just clicking a button on the screen. And this, doing this, you had to actually put it into the pot, let it cook, and then combine the ingredients. Okay, so on Thursday, I had gone back in to look at the housing. Uh, you know, again, this is still, this was Thursday morning, and uh, I had an idea. This was still in the beta, and uh, I had an idea that I didn't want to, to be in my house and see the part of the house that I could not access and that I could not modify. Uh, if you want to change the color of your wall, you were stuck with the wall on the $2 million part. But I came up with the idea of walling off that part. Because you can put in walls. So I would just wall off the part that I couldn't access. And then I would be able to see my own home. And when I went into beta and saw that it would work... I was so excited. So around 1130 on Thursday, we got a notice that the patch was dropping, but that uh, there would be a three-hour maintenance and all the shards would be down. 
Uh, it was exciting because my headset had updated or was saying it was updating. So I, I let it update my the Quest 2 headset. The Oculus and Steam versions did not update, but I wasn't too worried because I could play on my headset. It turned out that it was just patching back to the live from the beta. It wasn't the actual update. At 1500, we got the announcement that uh, the uh, that the service would be down for another 30 minutes. This was agony for me because I do a Perry Mason podcast. It's called the TCOT podcast, which stands for the case of the, which almost every Perry Mason episode starts with that. And um, we record on Thursdays. And at first I was like, maybe I should do it earlier. Maybe we should do it on a different day. But then I thought it would be better to go ahead and record the episode and not jump in right as the server was booted back up because there's always issues. I have been in a lot of these server um, things where the game starts. Uh, World of Warcraft was famous for this where there would be issues. So I, don't, I never want to be the first one out the door. So I recorded the podcast. We started recording at 4 o'clock, 4 p.m., and by then, the servers were up, and I was trying to focus. I think I did a good job. I focused on the podcast, but my, my mind was with Zenith. <laughs> and what I normally do with any podcast is that I like to edit it right away, because just like dishes or anything else, I don't like to have something sitting on the back of my mind going, it's, you know, you have something you have to do. But this one time, once we finished recording, I put on my headset and I went, uh, I went, well, I walked my dog and I set the headset to update. I set the PC programs to update and I walked my dog and I came back and I jumped right in. Oh, my God. <laughs> For the next few hours, I played. I, I didn't stream because I, I didn't want to stream a buggy interaction. I just wanted to play and I wanted to enjoy it. But I had a blast. <laughs> the first thing I did was the first hour in game. I didn't even go into Skyland. I didn't do anything. I just went to my apartment. I didn't go to the new area yet. All I did was go to my apartment. And I spent the first hour just buying every room I could. Then the last room on the left, right before you buy the $2 million room, I couldn't buy it because it was 500000 At first I was going to go and hop on another character because I was on April PVD Asterisk, which is my... Blade Master, and she was the she's the, my richest one. She's the one I've played the most, and she didn't have enough. So I thought, hmm, what can I do? And I realized you can sell your pets. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't know why I forgot, but I ended up going and selling all my pets, and I ended up getting up three hundred thousand 
from selling my pets. It's the ones that you capture. You don't have to keep them in your inventory. They do not affect your actual ability to summon your pets or anything else. So you can sell them. So I went to the store next to Brim, which is also the place where you can pick up your chef's hat. You're welcome. (laughs) During that whole period of making those orange rabbit smoothies, one of the frustrating things was watching other people play and not make smoothies. Some people didn't know how. Some people didn't have the patience. And some people just didn't want to. But those same people still got their chef's hat. So I ended up making enough money to go and buy the other room. So I went in. I fooled around a little bit with putting up the walls. There are some techniques, and I would advise you to look at Red Devil Studios and Easy Community. They both have excellent, and I'll put links in the show notes. They have excellent videos about player housing much better than anything I could do. I did do a little tutorial, but mine is so basic, and theirs are so much better. And it, and I ended up being able to go back, buy that other room, put those walls up. I didn't do a lot because I knew that I would have to figure out how to decorate, what color, all the other things, and what I'm going to actually put in the rooms And we'll go more into what I've been doing uh, a little bit later on. But first, I went to Skyland, and I love it. It's good. It's wonderful. There are little issues, and I'm not talking about lag issues and stuff. Those, they are working out. I mean, the last, when I played last night, it was so stable, uh, the interesting thing was that I have been looking, I, I've been logging in on low pop servers because I wanted less stability. And that's in contrast to last week when I was looking for high pop servers because I wanted to do NeoWare and the Sunshine events. But uh, the, 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 the thing that I'm most concerned about Skyland and that I love it, but it is... A, a it's a it's a building thing and the two things that I love about this new patch and about Zenith is that I've always felt like I was building something even my character I'm building I'm getting cosmetics I'm building my specific godstone setup I am doing blade master and learning the specific roles so Unlike Population 1, where I just felt like I was going in and just fighting and never, and each time I go in, I'm like fighting anew. And uh, and even though the thing that attracted me to Population 1 was that it was you and what you could do and, and how you could do it that was interesting, whereas like in... World of Warcraft, if you didn't have a certain amount of equipment or if you didn't have this thing or that thing or if you hadn't gone through that certain instance, you wouldn't be able to do this. All of a sudden, for me, it's turned back around. I like the fact that 
I have this equipment because I did that thing. I like the fact that my apartment is this way and it's something I'm building for. I love the fact that I can be a better player and kill better because I've leveled up my Godstone, because I have uh, put this all this enhancement on my equipment. <laughs> it's almost like I've done a 180 on this. And so um, the thing about Skyland is you are also building. When you complete certain quests, and I don't want to do, give away too many spoilers, but you are contributing to the atmosphere of Skyland. And as you contribute, you're building. And that's wonderful. But... If you aren't building with someone, it's great for me. It's perfect for me because I am basically a solo player. I love playing with other people. I um, enjoyed my whole uh, Neoware, the Sunshine Quest. I enjoyed doing that with people and running with certain and seeing the same people, but with Skyland, it's going to be completely different because um, when I go in now um, and I'm with someone who has not gone in, we're going to see different things. <laughs> in fact, in some ways, it's phased. <laughs> so I love that part, but <laughs> yeah. So on Thursday, I played some more. I didn't want to stop, but I did get off because I needed to take a break. It was overwhelming. It was wonderful. And I wanted to think about all the things I had learned. So I logged back in on Friday. And Friday, I decided to try something. I decided to do something a little bit different in that I wanted to get on my Steam account. Now, I'm, I'm, I should, on my website, do a chart. <laughs> I'm going to do that on the Control All Wow website about my different tunes because it can be confusing. I did start out on Steam and Oculus on my headset, and so my characters are different. And, of course, I am an altaholic, so it is appropriate that I have these two different sets of tunes. The biggest difference is that my tunes on the, on Steam aren't... I only have... I think I have only 140 level. And they also have not completed the agent rank. Uh, on some of them, I did manage to complete the Skyward Summit. And uh, the first thing that happened, though, when I logged into my Oculus my Steam account, was the one tune who, in, when I logged into her on the tutorial, she kept getting the, the Zenith Adventure um, challenge completed on uh, the agent rank, and I thought it was a glitch. Well, it turned out that she had that problem with the agent rank guide not working, and once she logged, I logged into her on 1.3, it fixed. And she ended up getting a whole bunch of stuff and leveling. And uh, the agent rank uh, went up. 
And so she's now able to do some more of the agent rank things. But the other thing that happened was I went over to housing and I clicked on April PVD because, you know, that's that was my account on Steam as well. <laughs> but and I logged, I went into the house because that's, you go into the house by clicking on your, on, you can go in the house by going home, but there was also a list of houses. And I was like, wait a minute, this house has already been bought. What happened? I don't remember doing this. And then I realized foolishly that I had gone to the house <laughs> on my other account. <laughs> it was, it was really silly. When I realized my, I thought there was a glitch. I was like, why am I, why is this house finished? Why is this wall? Because I, I didn't, I'm doing something in my head where I don't want to change too much about my Steam account house yet. Because I want to save it for doing a, a tutorial or for comparison and just for interesting sake. So once I figured out what I'd done, I went back and looked at my, got into my, the house for my Steam account. But on the way to the house, I passed Mika in the Nexus. And I always avoided Mika in the Nexus. First of all, I, I feel sorry for her. I know it's silly. She's like, hey there. Hey, agent. Come over here. And I'm like, no, you don't have anything for me. What she, what she normally has is level one weapons. Because when you start your new role over, you don't get another set of weapons. You're not going to the academy. You're not going to be starting over again in uh, Underside if you're what I call the legacy uh, character. And so they would, she would give you new weapons, new level one weapons, because you can go into, switch your roles and find gear for your lower level roles. I mean, I, I did a tutorial on that, that if you are going to switch your roles and before you switch, go look for lower level gear on your higher level tune. That way you don't have to walk around Zenith naked. But so she gives you, but there's no way to get lower level weapons, at least not level one. So she gives you level one weapons. So I always avoid her. But I was on my level 32 tune and I happened to head toward the housing district and it popped up that she had another quest for me. And that was the castle in the sky which I didn't know she had that she said come back at level 38 so I did actually go back on my other tunes when I was level 38 and got that quest so that's funny <laughs> that I had been avoiding her so I went I went and looked at my house and I found something and I'm gonna do a YouTube video on it and I hope I don't get in trouble but I realized that you can pay $5,000 for an apartment. But when you go in, there's furniture worth way more than that. So you, you could go in and buy all the furniture in there and definitely have more than you started with. But you could also use 
the house to transfer money to your other tunes. I don't know why you would want to do this other than housing. Or if you just uh, had a tune that needed more balls that was uh, a lower level, didn't have enough uh, Pokemon ball or pet collecting balls, or needed money to upgrade equipment, then you could go in, buy something, some furniture that's a little bit expensive, leave it there, and then log out and log in on your other character, and that character could then come in and buy that, and they once they exit the uh, home editing, they could have that money. But, you know, it's not such a big deal. So now we're up to Saturday. Oh, God. I learned so much. Uh, I'm having so much fun in Skyland collecting things. I'm enjoying grinding. I love mining. The exercise in mining and chopping down trees is just the extra thing I needed uh, in addition to blade mastery to help me get steps and get exercise. Um, it started off kind of weird on Saturday, though, because I like to keep my apartment open. So you can choose. In, when you go in, there's a list of people who can access your apartment. Friends. Uh, guild members and party people in, that you're in a party with and then others. So if you don't want to be bothered, then you could deselect those and then no one could. And I learned this, that you can still come in even if they're all unchecked, but they can't get past the first room, which is, I guess, okay. Actually, when I found that, I went back in and I edited my first room so that you can't see the rest of the rooms. So, but I had, I loved keeping it open because several times over the f past few days, people had popped in. Um, you can, when you're, when you're downstairs looking at the list of apartments, um, you can see who is currently in an apartment on the server that you are in. You could still see other people's apartments. Say you wanted to go see someone else's, or you want to see my apartment. You can go to April PVD. I think there, there'll be two of them. April PVD with caps is my main one. And I think it's April PVD asterisk. And then April PVD on all lower levels would be my Steam account. So, on any server, you can go to anybody's apartment. But uh, if you're on a server that someone is in their apartment, it will show how many people are in that apartment. One person, two person. So you can pop in and see what people are doing. Uh, oh, and the first thing I did in any apartment was by the balcony. That's the one on the right facing when you first come in and delete that speaker because the music drove me crazy. I I appreciate the music. In fact, uh, I was in KT's apartment, and he had the music going, and he really liked it. But if you delete those speakers, well, you're actually buying back them, then the music stops. But so I am make. I was working on my bedroom, <laughs> And I was uh, fooling around with wall pieces and the window. And um, 
I was trying to put a doorway in, but you really can only put the doorway in so that it, it's open. If it's closed, you can't get in the room. So I was fooling around with that. And I decided to make an archway because of, I think it was Red Devil Studios. He made a archway that looked really nice. And then I noticed that some pieces were overlapping, calling, causing a little artifact. And I'm trying to fix that in. And then a kid popped in. I can't tell you what age. He was just a kid. He might have been 10. He might have been 12. He might have been 13. But, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, what do you have here? Oh, what is this? Oh, can I get a room in here? Oh, look, I'm hanging from the crystal. Oh, no, no, no. Um, yeah. I mean, kids are wonderful. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, he wasn't doing anything really bad. And I just went on. I, I was streaming. Uh, <laughs> so, so Josie, who was watching the stream, was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this kid. He would he jumped on the bed. He uh, was singing. He was repeating things. And he then he asked me to explain some stuff. What was I doing in this room? <sighs> I was trying to be patient because I always, and I've said this before, I feel sorry for kids because if they are in VR by themselves, it means somewhere a parent said, here's this $400 device, put it on, leave me alone. Uh, I, if I had a kid, we would each have our devices on at the same time. Anytime he was in VR, I would be in VR. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, um, <laughs> there was a voice saying, are you, are you talking to someone? And I'm just like cringing because I was working on my bedroom. <laughs> I'm glad I was streaming because if anything happened, <laughs> he says, are you in some... What, do you, what room is that you're in? And I was like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, he was gone. <laughs> oh, at first, I was like, oh, my God, that sure did look bad. And, you know, I can't help it. I was working on my bedroom. I was trying to figure out the crystal placement. I was trying to figure out the wall. I was trying to figure out the corners. <sighs> Anyways, that was that was <laughs> that was really funny. So I ended up going. Uh, that was when Josie tried to to join me, but her game was glitchy. She was having a hard time hitting uh, hitting the uh, using the multi tool, and I was trying to show her how to use the grappling hook. <sighs> When you first see the grappling hook, when I first saw it, I thought it was a screwdriver. <laughs> but then once you understand the potential, and yes, there is not a guide for the, for the multi-tool, but there is information. A lot of it you have to read the, the quest text, which I know a lot of people don't look. I'm guilty of that sometimes. But 
once you get the hang of the grappling hook, it is amazing. You, there's all these little uh, things hanging, diamond ring shape, diamonds in, uh, inside of a ring for you to point the grappling hook at, hold on to it, and swing. The biggest thing is you have to hold, hold the button down. If you let it go, you're going to drop. It also depends on your uh, stamina, and it is amazing. So we would, I just wanted to try to show her that, and I was going to show her something in my home, and, yeah, we, she got disconnected. We got lost. We got separated. So, uh, and uh, when she was mining, she was hitting the, the um, she, first she couldn't see the circle, then she was hitting it, and it wasn't hitting right. And then uh, her, she couldn't hold it properly. It kept jumping away from her. And so I was telling her to put it back in your inventory and then put it back on you. And ironically, I saw somebody who uh, was wearing the multi-tool and they didn't have their, they had one blade and their multi-tool tool in their side I was like you know you can just pull it out of your back you don't have to keep it in a weapon slot but yeah so that was you know this there's, there's a lot to it there's a lot to learn and I think the fun part is when you figure out stuff so I don't I like the fact that they're not like just feeding it to us that you have to experiment you have to try the multi-tool you have to try the grappling hook and uh, then I opened up the chef part and I realized this was one the dumplings was one of the things that you could make for your home and I was excited about that I like the fact that you can make things that you can leave in your house so I got pumped, and uh, that became my goal to make this dumpling thing. Well, the first thing you had to do was get the cabbage. Mm. How do you get the cabbage? You, I've never seen the cabbage in the wild. In fact, there are several ingredients. There's hot peppers, and there's eggplants that you can't find anywhere else in Zenith. Well, you have to use, and I'm going to call it the community uh, garden because it is a community garden. You help, you help build it, and it has a timer on it. And if you go in and put in the right materials, you can grow your, your cabbage, you can grow your uh, eggplant, but you only have it for uh, five minutes. And so you have to go in, you have to be right there, and you have to pick it. And the hardest thing I learned was that if you do activate it to grow one thing, someone else can come along and take it because it's there for the growing. And so you have to stay there until you're, you know, you finish picking and hope that other people don't take your, your hard-earned <laughs> garden stuff so I worked hard and I finally got it to enough nuggets nuggets are the currency that's going to um 
allow you to do a lot of things and a lot of different. Uh, the vendor wants your nuggets, constructor nuggets, they're called. The uh, Blake wants it to give you orbs. And uh, there's just other places where you can deposit nuggets to help build things, to set up signals. It's, it's, there's, there's a lot of new currency you're going to have to learn. But I managed to grow my um, dumplings, my cabbage, and I was able to make uh, the dumpling and uh, put it in my house. And it, it then becomes a source of a buff for not just you, but all of your characters. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a big learning experience. And I have... Uh, that was on Saturday, on Sunday, in the last couple of days, I have been doing so much more. They, they also, uh, one time I was in the, I think it was Sunday, they uh, let out an announcement that they were shutting the servers down, and they brought it back up within 15 minutes. I didn't even have time. I went to walk my dog, and I came back, and the servers were back up. The stability is so much better. And as you progress, you go further into Skyland. I finally found some more jellyfish I caught. And uh, there's a new tier to catch. And this tier, instead of uh, increasing your stamina, this one increases your health. And there are uh, a lot of events to uh, that give you uh, supplies. So the whole thing is you're building this Skyland and you're using these supplies and you're, you're helping the community, you're helping build stuff, you're helping fight off the evil whatevers, the interlopers. There's a new agent rank called uh, Skyland Summit and there are things you can get from there. There's this... Uh, these sky seeds that you need. In fact, I'm very excited to get back in to do some more uh, grinding and farming for more stuff to get my sky seed and, and to build the next uh, setup of uh, this sensor I have to build on top of this mountain. And uh, you, there's a, there's a, a quest board that you have to first build and then it will give you quests. And I'm really loving everything they've done. The only thing that happened to me, and I was very, very shocked. All of a sudden, I was freezing when I had to make big leaps. Like they have these spears over the, the beginning area that you have to jump on to complete a quest. You have to do scouting on that. They're called aqua spears. But they're, they're way up. And when you're, the way to get to it is to go to the top of the mountain, jump down. All of a sudden, the jumping was freaking me out. All of a sudden, I felt like I was scared. I was literally scared. I, a couple of times, I jumped out and then swung back around. This had never happened to me before. And I was alarmed at myself. I mean, I had been jumping out in population one. You're always jumping off of things. And I think that part of the thing might have been that the graphics were upgraded. Uh, they did cut back the, I did eliminate 
the ability for people with Quest One to use to access the game, which makes sense. If you're still playing on a Quest, first of all, if you're still playing on a Quest One, I can't believe it still is together. My Quest One was, <laughs> I think I duct taped it at, at towards the end. And, you know, it's understandable. I'm not, there's a lot of companies that are now saying we can no longer support the graphic um, inabilities of the Quest One. So I think this has something to do with it because when I jump out, I'm like feeling, ah, but I finally overcame it because I had to, they had me jumping on the Aquasphere three times this weekend. And I was like, each time I was, I, Wanted to go back. I know I needed to go back because there's a tier. A, it's called the Telos tier. And I couldn't grab it the first two times. And I finally got it. And it really felt good to overcome that fear. If you have uh, tried it, tell me, are you, do you have any fear of jumping? Because you do have to do a lot of, like, big jumps. And, uh, oh, you have to also, there's a pillar right near the uh, camp that you have to get on top. And that took me a long time. It took me some time to figure out how to get up there because you can't climb it. There's not enough stamina. I did bring out my dazzling fairy fly who gives me a stamina buff. And I found that using the grappling hook, swinging way up, I could land up there because you do have to go up there to scout and there are chests. I've noticed something else, too, that the chests do seem to respond more than just once every uh, server reset. So I'm wondering if that's a thing, because chests give you a lot of ingredients, and you do need stuff. So, uh, yeah, I am enjoying uh, this so much. I really think that um, Raymond VR has knocked it out of the park. With, uh, with Skyward Summit patch 1.3. Um, and I am I'm just really enjoying myself with this. I did a thank you to Ramen VR uh, in my, as a short on my YouTube channel, April PVD. And Lauren Frazier thanked me. I'm so excited. She's the chief technical officer. <laughs> that was really thrilling. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. And let me know if you are uh, enjoying Zenith as much as I am. And I do want to close on my normal personal note. I am Playing, oh, the other thing I'm doing, Hollow Fit. Hollow Fit. I, I had to, because of my budget concerns, I had to narrow down my VR workouts. I had to. I had Supernatural. I had VZ Fit. And I wanted to try less meals, but I, I really have to keep everything tight because I'm retired and my rent went up. But two things are really happening, really. Uh, the the Hollow Fit, I really love. It's $12 a month. I think when I save up some money, I'm going to go ahead and buy the yearly one. But uh, I, um, I'm putting up a video this week on my latest fun in Hollow Fit because I can use Hollow Fit. It's, 
it's it's more flexible for me because I can use it both on my elliptical, which I love. There's just something really good about using the elliptical and moving through space in the hollow fit environment. And uh, as much as I really enjoyed VZ Fit because you could use Google Maps to go to different areas, it wasn't as immersive because of the way the Google Maps worked. It would take me out of the feeling a lot. But the people at Haladia with Holofit has set up such a good system where they have made it's graphically beautiful and they constantly come out with new areas. The one going through Paris is so wonderful. There's an undersea one. There's one in the Arctic. I just... In the cyberpunk one is really good, but they also do something different where you can use your controllers to simulate walking or rowing or pedaling, and that gives you a little bit of a variety. They have a combo thing, and that's one of the things I'm highlighting in the video I'm putting I'm putting out today on my YouTube channel, where it's you are doing you you doing the walking or the skiing or the cycling with your hands and then you stop at these stations and there are different routines you do where you're using your body and you're working out and it's very immersive and they do a pretty good they do an excellent job on it so I'm glad I chose hollow fit and the last thing I'm going to talk about is I just uh yesterday two days ago I celebrated my two-month uh, alcohol-free lifestyle and it has been wonderful in fact one of the things that it has allowed me to do is the exercise I really was n not able to do exercising as much as I wanted to because of the effect that alcohol was having on my body uh, I just it's weird to talk about it because it's like attacking someone's sacred thing. Alcohol in this in the world is treated completely different from any other substance. And now that I have put it behind me, it's just weird to even think about how insidious it was. So I just want to talk about that. I am happy to be two months free. I am enjoying my new lifestyle and life is good in virtual and out. Thank you for joining me. I hope to see you, I'll be with you next week. Please check out the show notes at uh, controlaltwild.com. And also I'm on YouTube as April PVD and on Twitch as April PVD. I also have been uh, streaming other things on Control. Well, VR as well. So check that out because that's kind of fun. Or is it VR podcast, I think. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And you can also write me at controlaltwild.com and tell me about your VR experience. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. Hey, you. Over here, agent. Slayer. Yo, what's up? Hey, over here. First one.